Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business. Only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Good to have you with me on breakfast. You're in time for Mind Your Business this morning. We want to tackle the urgent issue of decarbonizing the built environment. According to the global commercial real estate services company, Jones Lang LaSalle, it is widely agreed that the real estate sector contributes around 40% of global carbon emissions, underscoring its significant impact on the environment. However, recent estimates suggest that the built environment is responsible for up to 60% of carbon emissions in cities. It adds that with 80% of buildings in mature cities set to be in use by 2050, it is time to address the existing stock and look at the various solutions and necessary actions that are required for a successful transition to a greener built environment. To understand the business of greener buildings, before we invite her to speak with us, here's some background. She has over 20 years of experience in the built environment sector across the APAC region with expertise in consulting, asset management, sustainability and smart buildings. And one of her most notable projects, including the refurbishment of Grand Hyatt Singapore, where it is being upgraded into a smart hotel, integrating multifunctional robots and building infrastructure. She is Sylvia Kogratton, the Managing Director of Kony Singapore, one of the world's leading manufacturers of elevators and escalators. A very warm welcome to the show, Sylvia. Hi, good morning, Lynn. All right, Sylvia. So with the warmer weather we are experiencing these days, what are the, some of the key challenges you are seeing in the real estate industry? I guess one of them will be costs? Um, well, I think if we look at the topic of uh, sustainability, mm-hmm. uh, cost of operation certainly is a challenge, but I think we have much bigger issue to tackle than cost. In the statistics that you quoted just now regarding how much buildings contribute to carbon emissions, right. about 75% of that impact really comes from operating the buildings. So looking at the energy needed to heat, cool and power building systems like elevators and escalators. And the remaining really comes from the building materials itself as well as the whole construction process. So besides cost, you know, we really have a lot of technical challenges around the knowledge and methodologies Mm. to build and operate buildings in a substantially more sustainable manner. And uh, we also have the commercial challenges Mm -hmm. of having to balance the needs of uh, building owners to be profitable while investing in more sustainable systems or technologies for their buildings, which, you know, unfortunately, at the present moment is typically more expensive than Mm. your not-so-sustainable solutions. So could you elaborate on the urgency of expediting sustainable efforts in the built industry and the potential consequences if we fail to do so? Well, I think the erratic weather of the last two months uh, will provide you with enough reason why, you know, this whole sustainability or protecting our planet's movement needs to pick up the pace. Mm. And we are also seeing um, at the global level um, a lot of calls to sort of accelerate it because we are not doing enough and we are certainly at this moment from the trajectory, all of us globally, we are not going to be able to meet the target of Mm. uh, keeping the global warming to below 1.5 degrees. Mm. Okay, just thinking about all this to meet greener targets and the fact that 80% of buildings in metro cities will still be in use Mm. by 2050. 
considering how impractical it would be to demolish all buildings to be greener, what are some actionable steps that businesses and developers can take in the short term to effectively reduce emissions? So as I mentioned just now, 75% of all these emissions relates to the operations you know, of the building. So we really need to start with how can we uh, start looking at sustainable mm-hmm. operations? And I would say, you know, if you have not already, uh, definitely start with energy performance, right? Mm-hmm. Are there opportunities to retrofit some key building systems? such as your chiller plant. So chiller plants are the ones that um, basically uh, runs the air conditioning, uh, the ventilation systems in the building. You know, other building systems such as uh, your security systems, elevators and escalators. Are you using technology such as predictive maintenance to optimize the operations of your buildings to reduce wastage of resources? Uh, are you implementing green procurement practices? You know, select mm. solutions that are sustainable, even if it is more expensive up front, because you will get positive return on investment over the lifespan of the solution or the building. So I think these would be kind of the three main areas that um, building owners can take immediate steps. And these are you know, generally not that difficult to do. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, then all of it does come at a cost. When you talked about uh, you know, selecting solutions that are more sustainable, are you actually talking about materials as well? Yeah, it could be um, a wide range of things. Mm-hmm. So it could be looking at uh, the the material, the consumables that you select. You know, is it coming from a sustainable source? Uh, it could be looking at solutions that gives you better energy performance over time. You see, the thing is for some of these, especially the big ticket items, mm-hmm. your payback is not going to be immediate, right? It will take a couple of years for you to, um, you know, use the, say, energy savings uh, that you'll get to cover back the upfront cost of investing in these sorts of solutions. And these payback period is long. You know, it's, you're not going to get your money back in two years. So there is, a, I guess, a patient capital requirement when it comes to selecting sustainable solutions. You talk about payback. What other challenges or and potential strategies, perhaps, would you suggest uh, for increasing the rate of building retrofits to meet global net zero targets? Well, I think the reality is that retrofitting can sometimes be more expensive than building from scratch, mm-hmm. right? And also the structural design of all buildings may not be fit for purpose for future use, uh, particularly in Singapore, where we have very limited land. You know, do you retrofit mm. a 10-storey building mm. or do you demolish it and build a 30-storey building instead? So there are no real easy answers. And, you know, I think there are arguments on both sides to say, hey, you know, you can conserve the building, but if you demolish it and build it greener and more efficient, isn't it better for the longer term, right? So I think that's something that has to be on a case-by-case basis. And we can't really say, that, hey, you know, let's retrofit everything and not rebuild. I, I don't think that is also sensible. We also need to bear in mind that um, building owners are commercial entities. Mm. They have to answer to their shareholders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are seeing more and more investors, of course, supporting sustainability efforts. But at the end of the day, projects are still required to have positive return on investment. It is also, I think, technically more challenging to retrofit older buildings to meet today's high standards for sustainability. So I think overall, if we look at how can we potentially increase the percentage of building retrofits, I think Mm -hmm. we need to first invest in know-how and technologies, uh, particularly in the design and construction areas. 
the better we are at undertaking retrofit projects, the lower the costs will be and the more the cost benefits will tilt in the favour of retrofits. The government also has a big role to play to mm-hmm. incentivize building owners to refurbish rather than rebuild, helping the capacity building in the retrofit discipline and also set higher standards in terms of um, the energy, water and waste performance of all buildings to encourage partial and ongoing refurbishment. It doesn't need to be a big bang approach. Mm. All right, we're in conversation with Sylvia Kograton, who is the Managing Director of Kone Singapore. Sylvia, so in what ways does Kone's modernization of elevators and escalators help building owners and managing agents achieve their green targets? Well, I think if you think about the Singapore's property boom, it was really in the 80s and, and the 90s. And most of the buildings built then are at a stage where they really have to make that refurbishment versus rebuild decisions. So we have been making a lot of uh, investments in producing more sustainable solutions for customers. For example, our latest range of elevators are 30% more energy efficient than prior models. We have developed methodologies to modernize elevators and escalators Mm -hmm. while reusing up to 90% of existing components. We also hold a patent to 100% carbon fiber rope that is 90% lighter than conventional steel ropes Mm -hmm. while doubling the lifespan. Um, And lastly, we are also the global leader in our predictive maintenance technology for elevators and escalators that optimize components usage and uh, the life of the so how does Kony address material waste in your manufacturing processes and perhaps maintenance practices? Mm. Well, I think like many industries, the production of elevators and, and escalators have transitioned into using high-tech precision manufacturing methodologies. Mm-hmm. So as such, I think the material waste from manufacturing our products is really kept to the minimum. Uh, we have also implemented Six Sigma lean man- manufacturing mm-hmm. um, as well as to continue optimizing our products. For our maintenance, I spoke about our predictive maintenance technology just Mm -hmm. now. Well, this is a game changer for us. You know, by leveraging data that is continually collected from over 200,000 connected equipment globally, we are able to carry out just-in-time servicing and keep components in use for a longer time because we are now able to monitor their performance remotely. So all of these really reduces both material processes as well as resources waste because our technicians, when they go on site, they know exactly what's the problem uh, and they can do targeted um, servicing or repairs. We know you have been involved in the refurbishment of Grand Hyatt Singapore into a smart hotel. What are some of the other notable projects where Kony has implemented smart building solutions and sustainable practices? Mm. Well, I mean, we are really grateful for customers like Grand Hyatt who believed in our solutions to enhance what we call people flow. Um, as far as material flow in the soon-to-be-relaunched hotels. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have done many projects uh, over the years. Our completed projects uh, include the likes of MBS, KK Hospital, as well as uh, Reflections at Keppel Bay. And projects that are under construction include Pongo Digital District, Mm. uh, Central Boulevard, that is uh, opposite La Passat, as well as Keppel South Central, which was the redevelopment of Keppel Towers in Tanjung Paga. So for these three projects, you will be seeing the latest range uh, of uh, solutions um, when they are completed in the next two years. 
So what are your green targets and how do you plan to achieve it? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, in fact, we are the first company in the elevator and escalator industry to commit to science-based targets Mm -hmm. as well as carbon neutral operations by 2030. Uh, Some of our key plans that are outlined in our annual sustainable uh, sustainability report include you know, providing customers with the most sustainable solutions. So in Singapore, we have the highest number of products certified by the Singapore Green Building Council mm-hmm. at the highest performance level compared to other brands. I don't know if you know, but, you know, lifts and escalators have this four-tick thing that uh, oh. that uh, we use for air conditioning. <laughs> I see. Okay. So, yes, so, um, so we do have the highest number of ticks in terms of energy performance. We are also really doing a lot of work in reducing the environmental impact of our operations, you know, such as optimizing our global logistics network, uh, increasing the proportion of local sourcing, and reducing emissions and waste relating to our packaging. So lots of work um, has happened, but uh, lots more needs to be done in the coming years. All right. Thank you very much, Sylvia, for your time and your insights into this industry. We've been speaking with Sylvia Kograton, the Managing Director of Kone Singapore on Sustainable Practices. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.